wisdom that will set you free. Welcome to Mystic FM. Join us on a voyage of spiritual discovery. Welcome everyone to the Mystic FM radio show brought to you by the Aetherius Society's New Zealand branch which is based in Birkenhead on Auckland's North Shore. My name's Julian Rosser and we're currently running a series of shows in which we take a look at a very special book called The Nine Freedoms and delve into a different one of these freedoms in each show. This week we look at the sixth freedom, Ascension. Mystic FM is produced by the New Zealand branch of the Aetherius Society, a worldwide spiritual organisation with centres in Europe, North America, Africa and Australasia. We were founded in 1955 by a Western Master of Yoga, Dr. George King, who passed on in 1997. The Aetherius Society are the custodians of a vast amount of spiritual teachings given by beings from this world and beyond, which were received through the yogic mediumship of Dr. King. We are a practical organization that holds regular services to send out spiritual power through prayer and mantra to help our suffering world. The society's motto is service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. So what are the nine freedoms? Well, they are a series of spiritual teachings that outline the steps humanity needs to take as we evolve. They were given in 1961 by a cosmic master known as Mars Sector 6 and were given as transmissions which were delivered through the yogic mediumship of Dr. George King, who was the founder of the Aetherius Society and a very advanced master of yoga who passed on in 1997. Each of these transmissions are the result of Dr. King going into a positive somatic yogic trance, a state which is very rare for anyone to be able to attain. And while in this state, he was overshadowed by Mars Sector 6. And this great master then spoke using Dr. King's voice to deliver these profound teachings to humanity. The nine freedoms are in order. Firstly, bravery, with which, without which nothing of any value can be achieved. Then secondly comes love, the great creative force behind the whole of creation. And the third freedom is service, which is love in practical action. And through service we can gain the fourth freedom, enlightenment, a very elevated state. From there we progress on until we are able to achieve cosmic consciousness, which is a full rise of the power known as Kundalini, and where one is able to experience the oneness of all things. 
Once we can attain cosmic consciousness at will, we are then ready for the great initiation of ascension, which is the sixth freedom, and where we are able to break forever from the cycle of reincarnation. And after this initiation, we are able to leave the classroom called Earth and move on to a higher sphere of learning in the seventh freedom, which is interplanetary existence. Then after a time, we gain the eighth freedom, Saturnian existence, Saturn being the most highly evolved planet in our solar system. And from there, countless lifetimes into the future, we eventually reach the ninth freedom, solar existence. So these are nine doors through which all of humanity must pass as we evolve. And of course it doesn't stop there. Evolution goes on and on. Now when the nine freedoms were given, they were recorded. And the recordings of these transmissions are available for purchase from our website, as are the transcriptions, which together with the commentary from Dr. King, form the book called the Nine Freedoms. These are all available from the Ethereum Society's website, that is the book, the CDs of the transmissions themselves, as well as the CDs of the lectures of, on these subjects by Dr. King. So check out the Ethereum Society's website, ethereus.org, or also the Nine Freedoms website, which is www.thenninefreedoms.org. That's thenninefreedoms.org, nine as in the word nine. In our last show, we talked about the fifth freedom, cosmic consciousness. And this week, we delve into the sixth freedom, which is ascension. So I'd now like to introduce Elizabeth Martin, who will be sharing with us what the nine freedoms have to say about this subject. Good morning. As Julian has stated, today I would like to briefly talk to you about the sixth freedom, which is ascension. The wonderful initiation that we must all take at some stage in our evolution, as Mars Sector 6 states, it is the birthright of every person upon Earth to enjoy the highest form of initiation upon Earth, ascension. I would now like to start off with playing a short extract from the transmission given through Dr. King by Mars Sector 6. A freedom from rebirth is brought about by those ready as a result of a countless experiences, a countless lessons well learned through these experiences as such a one has manipulated 
uh, his Akama. So that it forms a pattern a which approves that he does not need to learn the basic lessons which can be afforded by a further birth upon a terror. Indeed, this is such a promising statement that life does continue after you have reached the stage when you will take this initiation of ascension and can start to reincarnate on another planet in this solar system. Let us now listen to an extract from the lecture that Dr. King gave on this fascinating subject of ascension. Ascension is, of course, freedom from rebirth. After the initiation of ascension, you come back onto this planet or not, as you choose. It is brought about by those people who are ready and such a one has manipulated his karma so that it forms a pattern which proves that he does not need to learn the basic lessons which can be afforded by further birth upon terror. In other words, he's learned all there is to be learned on this earth, absolutely all there is to be learned, and he doesn't need to come back here at all to learn any other lesson. In fact, he has learned even control over matter, complete control over matter. He's learned, especially after the initiation of ascension, after this initiation, he has learned to split up the cellular structure of his body, build for himself a new body, consciously a new body, and inhabit this new body. Uh, when we get to that stage, then we are ascended masters. And we know, of course, that some ascended masters come back again onto this earth and are now living on this earth in order to do service, not because they have to or they're earthbound in any way, they are not. They can go to another planet and so on, but they are giving service. When this stage has been reached, the adept then leaves this planet Terra through death into a fuller life. Such a one may then choose whether or not he will remain upon Earth in order to render service or whether he will go onwards uh, to an introduction into the experience cycle of another planet. I like that phrase very much, experience cycle of another planet. At this stage, those with certain definite abilities volunteer to forego the greater bliss of introduction into the experience cycle of another planet and choose to remain upon Earth. So you see, everyone is working towards ascension, whether they are aware of this or not. It takes many lives to learn your lessons, and it is important that you do this in the right way. 
without anger, or blaming others for what is happening in your life. Anything that comes your way that might be slowing you down is your karma, and it is important that you understand this. We are the ones creating these experiences, and we may spend many lives learning the same lesson over and over again. I would now like to play another extract by Mars Sector 6 on Ascension. Ascension, I will not be brought about by even a service in any ten lives. If suddenly the dawn of humanitarianism breaks over an individual life a stream, that a life a stream then has to a work for many lives in a service in spiritual ways and all of them before even a cosmic a consciousness is a possible. You only have to look around you or watch the news to see that there are many ways to serve in these days. So much suffering is going on in this world and so many people need help in their lives. People are dying daily from starvation and yet in some parts of the world there is an overabundance of food. I'd now like to play to you what Dr. King had to say in relation to the transmission that you have just heard by Mars Sector 6. Ascension will not be brought about by even service in any ten lives. No matter how you serve in any ten lives, you won't bring about ascension because ascension is the culmination of more than ten lives. That's what that means. You might argue this. Well, supposing that I am due to get ascension in a hundred lives, then in the last ninety, or in the last ten lives, after I've lived ninety lives from now, in the last ten lives I bring about ascension. No, that you don't. Ascension is the result of all of your lives, from the word go. From the first time you came to this earth, you are working towards ascension. It's as great as that, my friends. It's just as great as that. So you can't bring it about in any ten lives. If you suddenly decide to be saintly from this moment on, in ten lives' time, if you bring about ascension, if you do, by giving service in a saintly manner for ten lives, it won't be the result of those ten lives. 
but also the lives that went before, do you see? This is, this is a way Mars Sector 6 has, a very, very subtle way of showing us the greatness of this thing and showing us, too, that it's worth working hard to gain because here we've indeed got something really worth having. And once we have it, we've got it for another maybe million lives, I don't know. Once it's been attained, that's it. If suddenly the dawn of humanitarianism breaks over an individual life stream, that life stream then has to work for many lives in service in spiritual ways and all of them, whatever they might be, before even cosmic consciousness is possible. This is true. After this stage of awareness has been mastered, then lives ensue before total experience has been gained. Even so, he says, it's the birthright of every life stream upon terror to enjoy the highest form of initiation upon earth which is ascension. Birthright of all of you. On the 23rd of March of 1956, Dr. King witnessed the initiation of ascension of a young Indian girl. So I would now like to read to you part of what Dr. King wrote in describing this wonderful event. I waited to see the master from Venus take his place on the throne. But I should have known better, for one of such calibre needs no throne. Instead, the young Indian girl was led with gentle and loving care up to the great crystal chair, where she sat down. The lady attendants then took her small brown hands and crossed her wrists, laying her right palm over her heart and the left on the opposite side of her breast. Her large eyes never left the majestic, tall and radiant figure of the master, whose beneficent countenance was lit up by a wonderful smile. Even from where I stood, I could see his blue eyes, blue like a cloudless summer sky. They held the depth of space itself. He advanced, stretching out his right hand, placing his thumb lightly on the centre of the girl's forehead, extending his long fingers fanwise above her shining black hair. No movement came from the gathering as he closed those wonderful eyes and slowly stretched his left arm sideways and upwards and then slowly downwards again towards his heart. I watched in fascination, rooted to the spot by the magnificence of it all. Slowly, that white-clad arm moved and that glowing left hand came nearer and nearer to the spot over his heart. The young girl had closed her eyes now, seeming to be in a state of ecstasy. The profound silence of space itself settled over the whole assembly. They were all standing, eyes closed, faces immobile as though they were carved images.
It was though time stood still, and the very axis of life itself waited for he who, in glorious radiance, now stood motionless with his right hand still over the slim girl's head and his left palm over his own heart. The large band of crystal jewels around the master's waist began to glow more brightly until they looked like tiny suns. The throne too began to gleam with an inner white fire which became brighter and brighter until it was so brilliant it dazzled even my etheric eyes. The assembly of planetary beings were all gazing unflinchingly at this indescribably brilliant light. No terrestrial could have looked at it through physical eyes, even for one second. For such was the dazzling intensity of the brilliance, it would have blinded him instantly. The girl's physical body gradually became more and more hazy and misty looking. I could dimly see now right through it. Then came a deep blue flash of light from the base of the spine upwards. When this reached her head, a golden fire was lighted there. Her physical body melted away completely until only her etheric remained. Then I gasped in genuine astonishment, for the saint from Venus, with eyes still closed, raised his right hand slowly, palm facing the high crystalline tube on the right of the dais. A streak of purple fire from his outstretched palm brought the tube glowing into life. Flash upon flash of brilliant colours blended and intermingled in that tube, some in long straight lines, some in curves, waving like snakes as they curled about each other, winding and interwinding like live things. A bubbling, seething, living mass of ever-moving colours filled that gigantic tube, making it look like a kaleidoscope of the very gods themselves. Then came the music again. From out of the space around us, it seemed to ebb and flow like liquid as it penetrated the whole place with an equal intensity. There were no instruments visible, yet the music came, each note beautifully related to its neighbour as if they were cells in the body of a perfect rhythmic whole. Perfume filled the air, gentle and alluring. It seemed to come from nowhere and yet from everywhere simultaneously, caressing the senses with a fragrant delicacy. It brought joy to my very soul. With one accord, the whole assembly broke into a triumphant song of heavenly praise. At that moment, the girl stepped out of the long, thin tube and stood gloriously radiant before us all. Every cell of her physical body had, during this ceremony, been broken down and then recreated before our very eyes. She was still the same small, fragile figure as before, but she now possessed a form which was beautiful to behold. 
her calm, gentle expression, large, kindly brown eyes, and smooth olive skin, her long, glistening black hair flowing over her shoulders, and full-length white gown under which peeped her tiny feet clad in jewelled sandals, made a picture that was exquisite and a sheer delight to look upon. For that young girl, now in her ascended body, had the beauty of purity which is lasting. Now, that clean feminine beauty was agelessness itself. No ravages of cruel time would ever bring one wrinkle across that perfect symmetry. When the time for revelation comes, my friend, Tara will recognise such beings as she has now become and will have cause to bless them. That girl could have left Tara forever because she has now evolved above the necessity for experiences offered by that planet. However, recognising the dire need of spiritual assistance to Earth, she decided to remain. Therefore, the Lords of Karma granted the energy required to give to that evolved soul an ageless body. She will soon return again to poor Earth and work for what you would call the forces of light. As a member of that universal order, the Great White Brotherhood, such a sacrifice is made gladly by that little girl, explained the Martian. Such a selfless sacrifice is the measure of evolution, I answered. I knew that in a short time, a young Indian girl, radiant in her youthful yet wise simplicity, would be walking amongst us back here on earth. No one at first glance would be able to pick her out from dozens of other lovely Eastern girls. Yet there is one great difference, for unlike the majority of men and women on this earth, she will never grow old. A thousand years will not bring a single grey hair or a solitary wrinkle to that smooth brow. To her belongs the lasting beauty of simple purity. So I hope you have enjoyed listening to this wonderful description given by Dr. King of the Initiation of Ascension. It is quite amazing to think that all people on this earth will one day, if not in this life, in a future life, have the great honour of taking this initiation. Thanks Elizabeth. The nine freedoms, as given by the Cosmic Master Mars Sector 6, are a vast topic and we can't hope to do them justice within the confines of this show. So if you would like to find out more about anything we've talked about today, then you can do so at thenineFreedoms.org. That's thenineFreedoms.org, nine being the word nine. There you'll find lots to read, podcasts to listen to, and you can also purchase the audio recordings of the transmissions as well as the book. And the ebook is also available from iTunes, Google Play, Kobo, and Amazon Kindle. In our next show, we move on to the seventh freedom, which is interplanetary 
existence. Yes, interplanetary existence is a step we will all take in our evolution at some point or other, albeit a long way into the future. Once an individual has learnt all the lessons that reincarnation upon Earth can teach them, then if they don't remain on Earth as an ascended master, they will begin life as a cosmic master on another planet. And of course this doesn't mean that all cosmic masters currently living on other planets have ever lived here on Earth, but what it does mean is that all of us currently here on Earth will, at some point far into our future, leave this Earth and live on other planets. Our solar system, and indeed the whole universe, is teeming with life. And the cosmic masters within our solar system exist on higher mental planes of their respective planets. So Mars, for example, may appear barren and uninhabited on the plane of existence which we are able to observe, but it is inhabited on a higher plane, also known as a higher realm or a higher frequency of vibration. And so in our next show, we'll continue our study of the nine freedoms to gain an insight into the seventh freedom, interplanetary existence. Thank you for listening to Mystic FM, brought to you by the Aetherius Society. Tune in next time for more cosmic spirituality, because it is wisdom that sets you free.